0: Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Stephanie Johnson. She's an Iowa dietitian, which I love, and she found a passion for the medical field in college found out pre-med and physics wasn't her thing, and discovered dietetics. She has worked in a variety of settings, including food service, WIC, outpatient diabetes, cardiac rehab, and retail. Along the way, she realized her love for the aging population and has a thriving private practice called Sunset Nutrition Consulting, specializing in long-term care. Please enjoy my conversation with Stephanie. Yeah. And I'm gonna be with an Iowa dietitian, which is awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for being here tonight in my kitchen. It's raining outside, so if thunder or lightning happens, someone might hear some thunder (laughs) over the podcast. But Stephanie, I love that first of all, that you are an entrepreneur in such a unique and special place that a lot of dietitians don't know about, Yeah, which I'm so excited for you to chat about more a little bit later. But maybe let's go back to when you were a little Stephanie and you (laughs) heard about dietetics or how did you hear about dietetics and how did you get into it?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be (laughs) here too. Um, So I think I was kind of a typical 18 year old with not a lot of guidance or ideas as far as what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I'm the oldest of eight children. So when I graduated from high school, you know, this is pre, um, I'm dating myself here, but not a lot of internet type, you know, Google searches, you you know, that sort of thing didn't (laughs) exist yet. So um, I had no clue what I wanted to do or even where I wanted to go to college. And so I was actually um, planning on going to University of Iowa and here comes spring of 1999 and the tennis coach from Simpson sh- is showing interest in me coming to play tennis at Simpson. Hmm. And I'm like, "Well, that sounds fun. Sure, let's do that." I already had like a room at University of you Iowa. Did? Yeah, I had a roommate <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, I'm switching everything." And so um all the athletes go early um, to Simpson, and so I got ready, packed up my bags, and went to go play tennis. Basically, and um, I hated it there. You did, yeah. No offense to Simpson, my was husband it it was went Was so there. small. It was just too small. Yeah, yeah. And I was like gung ho about going to a university. You know, I grew up in a smaller town, and I just wanted to kind of like disappear into the background of. You know, college life, college yes. life, and do my own thing, and and not really, you know, obviously, like ha- being from a big family, we were all athletes. Everybody knew who I was in my hometown, and I didn't want that anymore. I just wanted to blend in with the crowd. So, um, so I packed up my little. Oldsmobile Achieva, and decided to drive home <laughs> against my dad's wishes. He was so mad at me. So yeah, so I drove home and um, never actually started school at Simpson. And luckily, my dad um, has been a professor and coach at William Penn oh, um, in Ascalisa okay. for a long time. So he was able to sneak me in a little bit late. So I was able to join um, William Penn for a semester. And then I took the time to just figure out where I wanted to go and... Um, so I ended up at Iowa State. So I started as a Hawkeye and ended up as a Cyclone. <laughs> thank God. No, I'm just joking. Um, but, uh, and then I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just took um, a lot of entry-level classes and I will never forget. I was sitting in my dorm room, and I had that thick book of all the different majors. Again, dating myself, the but, catalog. Yeah, the catalog of all the courses and all I, the majors, yes. <laughs> and I just started like looking through it, and I was like, you know, what sounds interesting? And at the time, I was taking like the intro to nutrition or intro to dietetics or whatever that cl- big, huge, you know, class. And I don't know if it was McKay or one of the big lecture halls. And I was I was really into it, and I was like, well, maybe this would be like a cool major. And so I looked at all the courses, and I didn't see physics. (laughs) We talked about this a little bit, and I was like, ooh, like there's all this science, which I didn't mind the other science, but I'm like, oh, I hated physics; it was so hard. And this because there was like a dietetics pathway, and then there was like a nutrition, nutritional sciences. And you had to take physics. So you were like, no. And I was like, nope, I'm going to do this dietetics dietetics route. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, I loved the intro class. And I was like, and then... I guess the rest is, is history. I just, that was kind of like your first year there. So that was my second year. So my first year I had just taken a lot of general stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, just trying to figure it out. So yeah, Yeah. I didn't declare my major till my second year. So I got to have a super senior year. It took me four and a half plus my internship to graduate, but, um, that super senior year was fun. So I'm okay with (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and,
0: and considering the fact that you had gone to you know, went to Simpson, you went, had an eye, you know, you did all those things. Yeah. I think that's pretty good to still finish yeah. that time. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: took some summer school, you know, we got it done. So, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, it, it was kind of a roundabout way of getting there, but, but yeah, I never looked back and, and yeah. here you are. That's so right.
0: When you, did you do your internship with Iowa State I then? Did. Yes. Yep. Was it in? The Ames area or in the Des Moines area. Yeah. Or,
1: so yes. Des Moines and Ames. Yeah. Gotcha. So I got to stay in my same apartment, and because I was a December grad, since okay. it was the four and a half years, and so it was nice. I didn't have to sublease that my apartment. Nice. I got like my first choice um, nice. for my internship, and got to stay in the area, and and yeah, that was that I was very back, helpful. I feel like
0: back then, I feel like internships weren't as competitive back then i don't yeah. know if you think so as well like i because i did my internship with iowa state too and i didn't go to iowa state i i mean i had no tie to iowa state and oh, i pretty okay. much chose like three clo- three schools and iowa state just because it is a distance program that's i needed a distance program okay the time, and i was i got it and i feel like now it's not as easy for people to get like their first choice yeah
1: yeah you know i credit I guess I don't know, like comparatively, like, I don't know how hard it is today. I'm sure Mm -hmm. it it felt competitive, you know, at the time, you know, I felt like it was a little bit cutthroat, you know, a lot of, a lot of really smart women, um, in our profession, but I worked in food service, um, Mm -hmm. throughout college. And I think that really helped because I worked for Iowa state dining and then Mm -hmm. I worked for green Hills, um, the retirement community, uh, the last couple of years of college. And so I think like having that food service, like nutrition experience, like Kind of really helped, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a decent GPA, but also like I think they looked at all the experience. yeah, all that dining experience, <laughs> and they're like, oh, she, she's already you know kind of working in the sure. in the field. So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. So after
1: internship, what did you kind of see as where you wanted to go, or what was your first job? Yeah. So I was completely broke after my internship, um, <laughs> like most of us. Yeah, are, like right? credit card debt. Um, <laughs> because even though like my internship mainly was at Methodist, like downtown in Des Moines that was a lot of driving back and forth from Ames Mm. to Des Moines um and no income coming in so a lot of gas you know on just cards that's right (laughs) um and so I because I had little to no option I moved back home with my parents and it happened yeah -hmm. and luckily my mom um is one of those moms that she would live with all of us still if she (laughs) had the option. (laughs) Yes. She was just talking about it this week that how I just wish, you know, I know I'm crazy, but I just wish I could still live with all of you and we were still all in the same house. And so, um, like I said, I have seven younger siblings, so I moved back to a very full house of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my twin brothers were away at college, but everybody else was there. And, um, not ultimately what you want to do when you're like 23, 24, <laughs> but or, yeah, would that be right? Yeah, 23. Um, and I actually worked at Smoky Row in Oskaloosa for a little while because I was a little bit burnt out um, mm-hmm. from my internship. So much fun. Just They had just opened the Smoky Row in Oskaloosa, and I worked full time there while I studied for my boards and nice. just kind of like relaxed for like a year. Yeah, and, yeah. Yes. And then I got my first job in Knoxville at Marion County Community Health. So did the WIC program, some other like maternal health stuff, and yeah, that was that was great. So still lived at home.
0: <laughs> then you know what? That's all right though too. Yeah. And I feel like I do feel like we probably need a big break after yeah. internship life. I think it's a great idea just to kind of clear your head. You've been yeah. so intense for so long, and yeah. like you said, you don't have a lot of money, and right. So how did you like WIC? How did you like maternal health?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as someone that is 23 and, you know, not any experience really with like kids or breastfeeding or anything like that, it taught me a lot. Um, I was, you know, very green to all of it, but we did some traveling clinics and so got to see a lot of rural Iowa. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never forget getting to work with the uh, Mormon, or not Mormon, um. Amish? Amish, there we go. Yes, the Amish (laughs) population down in Southeast Iowa. So like Sheraton area, yeah. So they would come in for WIC and um, that was, you know, got to experience some different cultures. And so, yeah, it taught me a lot. It taught me some resilience. You know, I had some like 14-hour days on a regular basis Uh um, with travel. And um, we would have like 10-hour clinics. And so, yeah, like, yeah, I worked pretty hard, you know, carrying a lot of, you know computers and printers and you know we stuff. would print the checks you know at the clinic and all of yeah all of the things so yeah it was a great experience. So. Isn't that funny to think back that you're like the technology back then you actually
0: still had to print checks and you had to yes. carry that stuff with you. Yeah like the old
1: printers with like you know the the checks the with like the holes, holes in yes. the side yeah yeah that's what we did so I still remember the sound of those printers <laughs> going yeah yeah but it was it was great
0: how yeah. long did you do that for then?
1: Um, a couple years. Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly. Hard to remember way back then. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a couple, I think two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was your next steps? And then I moved to South Carolina and did went drove dove into clinical. So worked in a big hospital in um, like upstate South Carolina, and then did that for a few years and then started um, doing outpatient diabetes education and cardiac mm-hmm. rehab, which I really loved. That was a great job. Yeah. That so, I'm sure
0: you saw a ton of people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And diabetes and heart disease are really prevalent in that state. I think at least back then, like it was the leading, if you want to call it mm. the leading state in diabetes diagnoses. So yeah, I, I, that was, that was great. I really felt that job that I was making a huge difference in people's lives. And that kind of got me hooked. Did it? Yeah. The clinical side of things, like just, You know, you could sit down with somebody for an hour. Um, I taught, like, three-hour classes where newly diagnosed diabetics would come in, and they knew absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And they would leave and would come up and, like, give me a hug and be like, you helped me so much. And I never understood any of this, and now I understand it. And, um, yeah, so that was one of my favorite jobs. You probably got
0: to connect a lot with people on a regular yes. basis like you just don't usually it's not just a one and done it's kinda yeah like you have that continuum of care
1: yeah yeah cardiac rehab i would see them like you know every week because they mm-hmm. would come to our gym and they would work with the exercise um physiologist and you know walk on the treadmills mm-hmm. and i'd get to check in with them and um yeah saw some people you know during some pretty scary times in their lives and you know with major cardiac events or whatever happened and get to see them get better I, would, I always thought cardiac, cardiac rehab would be a really great place to work yeah. in. And just that
0: outpatient it. setting. And like you yeah. said, people are, they're there because they know <laughs> if they don't do what they're supposed to do, they're probably going to die That's from right. disease. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So that was great.
0: Well, good. Was, yeah. Okay. So that was, you got you got addicted to clinicals. I so did. So when yeah. you were thinking about clinical, did you think, yes, I still want to be in an outpatient setting? Did you, was it hard to kind of navigate what area of clinical you wanted to be in?
1: Yeah. Because honestly, I just loved it all you know when I worked in the hospital I liked working with renal I liked you know peds I didn't I wasn't like the peds dietitian, but I like covered peds if you know the person was off and I loved doing that and so I was just you know it it was just it was a good feeling you know you feel like oh I picked the right career like I just Mm -hmm. I just really like all of it so um so yeah I definitely didn't have anything narrowed down um but I really enjoyed the diabetes and cardiac rehab, like out, like I said, outpatient was fun. So I, I think at that point I was like, I would really rather not work in a hospital, you know, work
0: work more in an out, yeah,
1: outlying, you know, for, you know from the from the inpatient setting, yeah. So, so
0: when you transitioned into more of that outpatient, you know, you're there in South Carolina. So when you, you moved back to mm-hmm. Iowa, yeah, at that point in your life, so were you kind of thinking, yes, I want to do outpatient in Iowa? Was mm-hmm. it hard to kind of Make that shift from moving from one state to another and seeing how that whole dynamic is different, maybe in state to state.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I moved to small town Iowa. I moved back back home, Mm -hmm. and so there wasn't that sort of opportunity. You know, when I lived in South Carolina, it was more of a, you know, more of an urban, you know, setting. Big hospital systems, lots of people, and you know, moving back to southeast Iowa where I'm from didn't quite have that. So, you know, you have maybe one dietitian at the hospital and not a whole lot of, um, opportunities that I knew of, um, at that stage in my life. So, um, so yeah, I knew I wanted to do clinical, but there, there wasn't anything jumping out, (laughs) jumping out. And I just, um, I was just happy to be back home in Iowa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: So when you got back home and you're kind of trying to figure out what you were going to do and and kind of where you were going to go, what what ended up being kind of your transition to what your current yeah. entrepreneurial
1: business that you have? Yeah. So I um, was applying to a lot of jobs. Um, after I decided I was I was ready to move on from my hometown, I said, <laughs> I'm going to move to Des Moines, and I'm just going to move there without a job and see what I can find. Well, I had a job before I actually moved. Um, I went and interviewed at um, Good Samaritan in Indianola. And, um, the, what I thought was going to be a full-time dietitian and I got the job and my first day they said, well, you're also the head of the dietary department. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, well, you're the dietitian and good Samaritan for those of you that don't know is a pretty large, um, care facility in Indianola. So we had like over a hundred residents and, I had some some long term care experience because I worked at Green Hills and Ames, but you know, a dietary aide and a cook was my job up, out there. You know, I didn't really know like what a dietitian did um, in a building like Green Hills or good or Good Sam. And so I started, and the administrator was like, "Oh yeah, you're overall, you have like <laughs> twenty five employees." And um, I had never been a manager before. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I had never made a schedule before, or ordered food before, done any of the things that I was going to have to do. And I panicked a little bit because the former dietitian spent like maybe a day with me and she was done. So there wasn't oh really a lot of training. Luckily, I got to have an assistant. So, but it was her first week too, so we were both like,
0: <laughs> "Oh my god!" Yeah, we
1: were both like, "What are we doing?" She had came from like, um, I think a childcare setting, okay. and she had cooked and like ordered food before, so that was good because she knew one how thing. to like order. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, we we learned together. We're still friends to this day because we really figured our jobs out together. Yes. Yeah, so I was yeah the full time dietitian, um, but I learned. Thankfully, I had a great team, and I. But I learned on my feet because I had never done like the clinical assessment that you you know that you have to do in a long term care setting. I didn't know any of the regs, but I sure you you learned, learned along them.
0: The way. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god! So that's
1: what started it. So that was in like 2010, and um, I've been in long term care ever since that. So I did that for a few years, and then I started um, subcontracting with, um, another gal that had her own business. And then I went out on my own with my consulting business in 2015. So
0: yeah. But tell us the name of your business, sunset nutrition consulting. how did you come up with that? I I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: (laughs) at the time I lived on sunset terrace in Windsor Heights and my dad actually helped me come up with it because he's like, "Well, aren't you kind of seeing people in the sunset of their lives?" And I'm Aww. like, "Dad, that's <laughs> great!" Yeah, so I was like, "Yep, that works." And I we was don't, like the gods were telling you where right, you live, that's and right. What you're doing, yeah. So we don't live there anymore, but um, but yeah, kind that's of a double meaning. A and so, like, my first home with my husband was on Sunset Terrace, and yeah, so it's it's a pretty. It gives like me it. The warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So
0: you kind of got the bug from being at Good Samaritan and yeah. kind of doing that long-term care. What did you like about long-term care that made you want to have it be the focus of your business?
1: Yeah. So I, um, absolutely love elderly people. And I think as you're growing up and like, you know you're like a cool teenager and then you're in your 20s like mm-hmm. oh i'm going to you know do all these this fancy stuff and you don't think you're going to end up just like really vibing with old people but they are just so funny and they're so cute and the stories are so good and I just love like sitting at a meal with them and talking to them or helping them eat or whatever. I just I loved every second of it. And you know, people will say like, "Oh, look at that cute puppy or that cute baby." Yeah, I totally agree. But I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, look at that cute old man!" Like you know, like it's just like they just warm my heart. And um, yeah, like it's just something special. You feel it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and I
0: feel like there's. I don't, and I'm sure you've seen this since you've started your business, but I mean, we're in like the baby boomer age. Yeah. So I mean, our aging population, they're aging, but they're also living longer. Yeah. And so they need our assistance. They mm-hmm. need dietitians in their lives and mm-hmm. being able to, and all these places, there's like new facilities popping up all over the place all the time. So obviously there is a
1: huge need for us yeah. in this space. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, as my business has kind of, grown and, um, I guess developed and changed a little bit. (laughs)
0: My cat sneezed. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So I still do, um, quite a bit of like skilled long-term care facilities, but I have started, um, growing a little bit and doing like some assisted livings, like, um, quarterly visits, um, kind of more as an as needed basis. Um, but, uh, one of the things I'm doing in a couple months is like a happy hour, And we're going to talk about some nutrition topic I haven't decided yet. And anything like I've I've done like that in the past – They just eat it up, have all Mm. sorts of questions. You know, these are people obviously that are more independent, um, making their own decisions as far as like what they eat. You know, some of them eat, you know, at the facility, but they're still doing some grocery shopping, but they love asking questions about like vitamins and different things that they've seen on like Dr. Oz or (laughs) whatever. And so they just, they just eat it up. So I love, I love that piece too. Like you'll say, you'll be like, oh, this will probably take, you know, 15, 20 minutes and then you've, you're there there for two hours. <laughs> because they just want to talk to you <laughs> about everything that they've read or heard or whatever. So so it's um it's fun. Yeah,
0: it's fun. Yeah. So how do you I mean obviously you started out with another person that was kind of doing it as a business. Yeah. So you know, is there, how do you find the the facilities that need a contract or need a dietitian? How does that kind of go? And I know that you talked about too, that there's a lot of contract companies that are kind of taking over that piece where there mm-hmm. are dietitians that could do it on their own and not have that middle management come in. Mm-hmm. So maybe talk a little bit more about like, if I was a dietitian and I'm like, I c- kind of want to start consulting with yeah. long-term care, how would I get started doing that?
1: Yeah. So when I was getting started, um, I actually was able to buy out a couple of contracts from the gal I was working for. Um, she had moved to a different state, so she wasn't really uh, planning on like continuing her like in person business um, in Iowa. And so uh, I bought out a couple contracts that way, um, but it was just a couple. And so um, there was a lot of cold calling, which is you know uncomfortable. But you know this would have been yeah. Uh, you know, during a time, obviously pre COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, so cold calling, emailing, asking for just like, Hey, can I come in and and meet you? And if they had a dietitian on staff already, it was still like, here's my business card. Here's my resume because you never know. Um, so a lot of meetings with administrators or directors of nursing just to get my name out there and, and make a face-to-face connection. So there was a lot of that. And then, um, some things just started falling into place and, I mean, some of the contracts I still, you know, I, I still, still work with, yeah. yeah, from like when I first started out. So I, I think a big part of it is just getting your name out there, building relationships. Um, and I think one of the things that we always say in the long term care industry is it's it feels kind of like a small town. You know, everybody kind of knows each other. So just having a good reputation, make sure you don't burn any bridges, you know, mm-hmm. along your way because you just never know if uh, you're gonna need somebody as a reference or right. you know if they move to a different community they may call you up be like hey you got room for another so you be contract pon- yeah. yeah so you know I at, at first I was traveling quite a bit um, to southern Iowa let's see I went down to like Lamoni and Leon and um, I worked in Winterset for a long time so I was doing I was kind of just doing Whatever I could get. Um, Now I'm a little bit more picky. All my contracts are in the metro, and um, since I have been doing it for a while, you know, I feel like I can be a little bit, a little bit pickier with what. Yeah, and with having little ones, it just works better to be close to home. But um, yeah, I just feel like over the years, I've made so many really, really great connections with um, with other people in this industry, and and that's really what's kept me going. So yeah,
0: you did you find? Well, I mean, like I feel like every doesn't every facility need to have a dietitian on contract?
1: Yeah. So if they take, um, if they are considered to be like a skilled level of care or ICF level of care, you have to have a dietitian either working in the building. You can have a full time dietitian, part time dietitian, or a contract dietitian. So there's not like a a reg as far as like how many hours like per month or per per week. Um, it's just kind of however many the facility wants. Cause definitely some facilities are operating like good Samaritan used to where you are the full-time dietitian Mm -hmm. and the dietary manager. There's that still exists, especially for the big, um, the big communities that need really need a dietitian. there more than like one day a week or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it is required, you know, the assisted livings, independent livings, like that level of care, it's not required, but kind of, um, something that people like to have, you know, Mm -hmm. just, um, For some guidance or, I mean, another aspect of uh, outside of the clinical piece that I do is um, like sanitation inspections Mm. for the kitchen, you know, just another set of eyes outside of the the community staff that's there every day just to kind of see like for survey to see if there's any, you know, problems that that I see and just kind of be a resource. interesting yeah yeah how many facilities do you have currently I knew you were gonna ask that you know sometimes (laughs) I have to like sit down and And like really like write them them all out um so um I think like eight okay yeah but some of those are assisted living and memory care um buildings but sure and then I also work um uh, PRN for the Iowa diabetes research center. Okay. So that's a new contract. So I'm doing some, some, di- some you're diabetes research. Roots, I yeah. know. <laughs> so like I said, I always, I always really enjoyed that job. Mm. And, um, other than long-term care, that's the other like passion I feel like I have is diabetes education. So that one fell into my lap. Like one of those things when you're connected and, you know, people it, it, I actually got a message through LinkedIn and It's that funny. Yeah, and yeah. it ended up working out. So yeah, so that so yeah, I have like seven or eight contracts and then a contract with Iowa Diabetes. So Yeah. And so you set up your
0: schedule. So you mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they don't need you there all the time. So right. you're kind of just rotating through your eight places, you're making regular in-person visits. This is more like we talked about an in-person type of job. It's not a remote job. You still need to physically go to these places and have that connection. and yeah just for, like you said, with malnutrition and nutrition assessment risk and that type of stuff is very That's right. important. So mm-hmm. you must have a passion for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as an entrepreneur, has it been pretty easy to navigate just as far as financially, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, as dietitians, we're always like that financial piece, like what's going to make me the most money. Mm-hmm. But I always have this whole, like, work-life balance. Like, if you can find a balance with your family and balance with money, like, that's where kind of the sweet spot is. So do you feel like you've kind of found that with your
1: business? Yeah, I think so. Um, I have a really hard time saying no. (laughs) If something comes up and someone asks me, hey, do you have time to be the dietitian in our community? And I'll try to, like, rearrange stuff. And, you know, I've had to learn that I have to say no if I'm full. Um, And that's hard because... Like you said, as an entrepreneur and somebody that's, you know, trying to figure it all out with my own business, I want to do as much as I can. But I actually only work four days a week, um, so I am home with my kids uh, three three days a week. So the weekend plus Monday, we're home. And so, nice. um, you know, of course, I'm still doing some emails and oh, you sure. know texts and things like that as they come up. But um, that's something I've tried to make a priority. Is like don't overbook yourself. You know, my kids will only be little for For so long. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so we have a really good time on Mondays, you know, doing some special things together. So, so yeah, but I feel like, um, I have a really, really great CPA. Um, I have a really great lawyer to kind of help me with, you know, the Contracts. contracts and my CPA, um, specializes in small business. And so he pays all, he, he takes care of paying all my taxes and he reviews, um, kind of my financials every quarter for me and gets everything paid on time. And so I don't have to do that. That's just a piece that's just done and done. Yeah, because yes. that's not what I went to school for. No. <laughs> and, like I have to keep track of quite a bit on my own, but I don't want to try to navigate the tax stuff. To you keep, know, he, then it takes you away from yeah, doing your actual yeah, job. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he is really great and um, has been really patient with me as I've kind of learned about you know what it's like to have your own business yes. so because yeah. yeah like you get a certain amount of money that comes in but you know then you, you, have, have, pay to remember you have to pay your own taxes <laughs> and so it may look great coming in but you know the government takes a certain percentage and you have to make sure you do that of course you know mm-hmm. and I don't want to wait till the end of the year to no. do all that and have to write a big old You'd check try. yeah you would so go, that's right that that's right so he looks everything over for me every month and make sure we're on track so
0: that's yeah. a good point too with contracting because you're right it's not a full-time gig so you're mm-hmm. not going to be covered by all of those things and um, that's right you know when you're bouncing around to eight different places mm-hmm. you're getting yeah. money from
1: eight different places and it's
0: coming in at eight different times and yes
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah and keeping tra- you know i have a spreadsheet to keep track of to make, make sure that I'm getting, because some places direct deposit, some places mm-hmm. mail me a check, you know, so make sure I'm not forgetting to follow up if I'm not getting paid after a little while. Right. But yeah, <laughs> so that that piece is never fun. That's like, a good hey, point to bring yeah. that up though, to have those kind of people on
0: your team to mm-hmm. so make sure that you're covering all those bases. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is such a, I feel like this is such an untapped area for dietitians to kind of look for employment. Yeah. Do you feel that way too? Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, it's, it's so nice to have the flexibility. Um, you know, the the communities that I work for, they want to know when I'm coming. Um, I can't just, you know, pop, pop in, in pop like out. on a Friday afternoon and be <laughs> like, hey, I'm here for my weekly visit. You know, they like to know what day I'm going to be there because they want to make sure that, they have weights ready or whatever they need to, you know, make sure they have ready for my visit. Um, so it's good to still have kind of like a, a schedule, a set schedule, but you're always going to have the flexibility to, if you need to go in late or if you have a sick child or whatever it is, you don't have to worry about um, finding a replacement or, you know, whatever. You just, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you are your own thing. And of course you have people that are counting on you, Um, but the flexibility is great. And also, I love that maybe one of my contracts is not going well, and it hasn't been going well for a while, and you can decide, you know what, I'm not going to do that contract anymore. It's not like quitting your entire job and putting all of your eggs in one basket. Um, So that's been really good for me over the years, too, to have that flexibility where you have income coming in from quite a few different places um in case something doesn't work out so i
0: like that perspective. yeah that's yeah. kind of true like you like you don't have everything in one basket yep. so you still can kind of coast and kind of until something else will obviously fall into your lap most likely right so yeah absolutely it's not gonna be long before you can replace that account yeah
1: and i've had to have trust in that over the years you know when stuff doesn't work out um not to panic and it's okay just to have a little bit of a lighter workload for a couple months until something else does work out mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think that's all. That's been a, a I guess a challenge, you know, just like when something doesn't work out be like, "Oh, now I just have free time?" Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. What, what is what <laughs> am I supposed to do with that? And then you get kind of used to that and then something does fall in your lap and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> Do I want to work that much again? So, but yeah, I, I like being busy. And so that, that part was kind of hard, but I just, you know, did some more yoga or, you know, yeah, did something did else. Some meditation. To, that's right. That's right. Fill your right. time with something else. Yeah. I felt bad, like taking my kids to daycare and being like, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to go home and read a yeah, book. Go home and go to yoga class. But it was good. You okay. know, when I look back at that, it was like, oh, that was nice. So <laughs> you may have needed it. But yeah, but back to it being kind of an untapped area, um, I don't know, just because it's been so many years since I've been in college, I don't know how much they're talking about this. It's like, either. yeah, an As area. An yeah. yeah, I've definitely had some interns that have spent spent time with me over the years. You know, just for a few days, usually to to figure out what I do. So I know it's out there more than what it was like when I was in school. Um, but I think it's one of those things. You are you are the only dietitian that is in that, those buildings, and so you do have to have the knowledge and the confidence that you can operate your piece of the clinical puzzle by yourself. You know, like you are. No one's you, there to hold your hand right. to do it. That's yes. right. You do need to know the regs and you need to be confident in your clinical skills. Um, we had mentioned, you know, the nutrition focused physical assessments and malnutrition and feeling comfortable, like saying this person has malnutrition and, talking to a physician, whether that be through, um, paper or in person and feeling confident in why you feel that way and being able to really, um, get, you know, do an actual physical assessment on a person, touch them, you know, COVID made that weird, uh, Uh for a little while, but, um, but touch them and really talk to them and really, um, do what you can to, To help to to help help them, them. yeah. Yeah. So you, but yeah, you're the only person that's really, really looking for that. You know, in the entire community, like some of the nursing staff may be, you know, noticing if someone has weight loss or you know looking at their history. But you are the only one that's focusing on that. And so, yeah, you don't have you can't bring another dietitian in and say, hey, what do you think about (laughs) you know this person? Which when I worked in the hospital, you know, you could do do that Mm because you weren't by yourself. But um, I think confidence is a big piece that maybe turns people away a little bit. You know, it's kind of this mysterious world. Um, And COVID has made it even more so. You know, like, we all hear about outbreaks at long-term care facilities. And that part is terrible. But um, they're still really lovely places. So, yeah. I think
0: that's, um, like you said, the mention of the internship or even as, you know, I've been a dietitian for 20-some years. Mm -hmm. I realizing that long-term care piece is out there has been something new that I've really never maybe never paid attention to mm-hmm. or just maybe never really realized it was there as an option for our career but I think it's such an interesting piece because like you said it can kind of ebb and flow you get to be around people that are amazing mm-hmm. and you know they are so grateful for you to be there even like I'm sure the staff is grateful for you to be yes, there too like absolutely. there's not that I feel like it's a different than an actual clinical setting where you're just kind of in an annoying, like, you know, ancillary science on the side where I think they really care about having a dietitian in those facilities.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The, the, I started a new contract today, like I said, and they haven't had an in-person dietitian for a couple months and I have never felt. Such a warm welcome Aww. in my entire career. I don't think they were so grateful and so thankful that they had found somebody that could come in person um, every week. And maybe one of those things you don't know how great it is till it's gone. Sure, <laughs> you know? yeah. But they're like, we don't know who should be on on weekly weights, and we don't Aww. don't know. You know, we just and so we sat down and we went through all of the residents, talked about every single one and kind of what's going on with them and i was like oh man this is great cuz you know i don't know the residents yet and so um so yeah but they uh i felt really really appreciated today that's, that's awesome. for sure yeah so um so yeah it's one of those things where you really do feel like you know a important part of the team so
0: yeah, that's that's, that's rewarding. I yeah, think, too. absolutely. Especially as a dietitian, sometimes yeah. you just don't really feel that way. In I know, your job, so. I know.
1: Yeah, it was it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> so, what
0: does the future look like for you?
1: Yeah. So, the, you know, this really came at such a great time because, um, like we were talking about, there's a lot of companies that have contract dietitians that maybe from. Uh, I know there's one in Nebraska, there's one in Missouri that, you know, hires dietitians in Iowa. And you may never like meet that person or, you know, that's your boss or whoever really owns the contract, but you're working in the building. Um, and I'm trying to me and a couple other dietitians. We're kind of trying to fight that off a little bit because we want people to realize, like, hey, I'm going to be your dietitian. I'm going to be the person in your building um, every week, and I'm easy to get a hold of, and um, you know, just be like a pre like you said, a present, you know, important person or important part of the team. And so I'm actually um, just toying with the idea of um, hiring someone um as a subcontractor for my business to just like build it a little bit more uh because there is a lot of opportunity out there and um I get contacted a lot, you know, and I'm like, I hate turning these, like I said, I I have a hard time saying no and I hate turning these people down. And so I've been in, in talks with a dietitian that I know about her possibly coming on and working with me. So yeah. So I, my husband's been begging me to do this for, (laughs) since the beginning, (laughs) he's like, maybe you just need to hire somebody. And that, I mean, that's scary to me because that kind of adds an extra layer of, um, responsibility, I guess. Cause right now I don't have like a policy and procedure manual or like expectations because it's me Just, and I have yeah. high expectations of myself and I know I know kind of what to do and I can count it's on myself easy. to meet my expectations yeah. but you know bringing someone else on it you know it's like I want her to be good and trustworthy I shouldn't say her you know her or him <laughs> yeah most likely it's um, gonna be her. yeah <laughs> and uh, uh but yeah I kind of want her to kind of be on my same level as far as expectations and so yeah it's something I've thought about for a while but we're done having kids now and so I know like I can you know really focus on it no more maternity leaves and Mm -hmm. (laughs) things like that to do so um so yeah well, you manage 25 people
0: at Good Samir. I think you could handle this. <laughs> I think so. One other dietitian, right? Yeah, yeah, I right. think that yeah. was probably your most biggest challenge of yes, managing people. So. Definitely. But that's exciting. That means yeah. your business is
1: growing yeah. and that there's a
0: need that's growing in this metro mm-hmm. area. And that's super exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it'll be fun. I'm excited to hopefully get to pursue that. So yeah. we'll yeah. have to follow up again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. how that's going.
0: Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Anything else that, you know, you want to share with dietitians, no matter where they're at. Like you kind of said, you know, you definitely have to be comfortable with being your own boss and mm-hmm. being the one person at that facility, so you probably wouldn't want to do that as your right out of school job. So this might be right. something for a different part of your dietetic career. So any other tidbits that you would recommend for maybe a dietitian maybe looking into this besides contact,
1: contacting you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. I would just say, and this might just go for all dietitians. You know, regardless of uh, where you're working or what uh, discipline you're in or what what setting, just make yourself uh present and uh, r- value yourself as part of the team i think like you said before like we can be looked at as kind of an ancillary um you know we're not the nurse we're not yeah. the doctor but if you are present and people see you talking to your patients to your residents connecting with them um and I know we're wearing masks, but smiling, walking down the hall, smiling, talking to whether it's, um, someone in housekeeping or the physician or whoever it is, like people are going to notice that and, uh, they make yourself unforgettable, I guess. Um, and, or even if you're a business owner and you're not a dietitian, you know, that's how, you, that's how people remember you is that kind of genesis. Ah, yeah, yeah. Your that, personal yeah, connection. That, that connection that you can, can really provide. And uh, so, I would just say for for any dietitian, like don't don't minimalize what you're doing to help people because we can really make a big difference. So I
0: love that. Yeah. I always say, be the face of nutrition. Like put yeah. your face out there. Be present. Talk to everybody. Like like you said, talk to housekeeping. <laughs> say hi mm-hmm. to people. Like smile at people. And yeah. people are going to remember that. Yeah, those are how you make people feel through that. That's right. Is it's priceless. Yeah.
1: I mean, I have started contracts that people honestly didn't know who the dietitian was before me. Oh, wow. Because they were so off the beaten path. Um,
0: slipped just, in, slipped out, stayed in right. room. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Or they'll be like, oh, I didn't know we had a dietitian here. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and it'll be like somebody that works in dietary, sure. you know, that maybe they never made that connection of who that person was. And wow. I never want to be like that. I never yeah. want to be that person. I want the And the residents are never... Going to, I shouldn't say never some of them do, but not very many of them remember my name or what I do exactly, but they remember my face and they remember that I talk to them and, um, and that goes for even the employees. They remember your face. They probably, they may have no clue what a dietitian does, but they know that you talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, that's special. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Very rewarding. Very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. I well, can't you have say an that awesome enough.
0: personality, too, oh, thank so you. I can see <laughs> people just you. loving it. They're like, Oh <laughs> yeah. she's here. We
1: don't know what she does, but she is here. she's <laughs> nice, and she's nice, And she, <laughs> she's nice, she smiles, yeah. and yeah, she that's makes right. me feel good. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> oh, well, I'm yeah.
0: excited for you and thank what you. you're doing in this space. And yeah, thank you. I think it's awesome that you're hiring somebody. And yeah. It's so great to have awesome dietitians in Iowa. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> okay.
1: a pre- I mean, it's a pretty special state. As far as dietitians go. We got I a lot think of so good too. ones. Yeah. We do. Yeah.
0: We're, gonna, we're a pretty big... We're a rockin' state when it comes to we dietitians. Are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you answered all my easy questions. You ready for my hard questions? Yeah. Right. Yes. right. Let's do uh, it. Share with me some foods that you enjoy.
1: Well, I always think about this because... I always wonder, is coffee a food? I love coffee so much. We can put that as the next question that the beverages. Yeah, the beverages, yes. yeah. I mean, some I people might coffee. consider it a food yeah. group. <laughs> or even like coffee-flavored things, like coffee-flavored ice oh cream God. is like one oh. of my favorites. Yeah, so like if you have like a coffee candy, or I'm just all You're about in. it. Yeah, I love the, the flavor <laughs> of coffee. But this time of year... My favorite food is the combo of candy corn and peanuts. Ooh, that is such a good combination. Oh my gosh, it's like salted nut roll. Why is it so oh good? My gosh, it's so good.
0: I don't like them. I don't like candy corn separate. No, but I love it with nuts.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible by itself. And you, I feel like I'm like giving myself cavities. You know, <laughs> it's so but it's like hard. you combine it with with peanuts. You're like, oh, I'm getting some protein, and balancing it out. <laughs> yes. And yeah, just that salty, sweet. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'll put a little like container in my work bag and that's oh, like that's like the thing I you know. look forward to <laughs> yeah you like, like my have it all over the place some in, yeah. so in my car
0: some in my i some at home yeah and
1: it's like a very good like go-to potluck you oh, know yes. as long as as long as nobody's like allergic to peanuts right. everybody loves it right. yeah and it's so easy and it's so easy, so. easy to just dump and yeah. put in a container yeah I like that so this time of year I, that's I have not favorite. done that this year I need oh to my do gosh. that I don't know if you can find candy corn I will
0: working a grocery store oh there's some in
1: the back i can get that's right yeah (laughs) just go grab some (laughs) be like yes "Yes." yeah that's right and then i'm very picky i have to be lightly salted roasted peanuts that's what i have in my pantry that's me too because otherwise the
0: other one's too salty too salty and then if
1: the no salt like that doesn't have any flavor doesn't do it yeah Yeah. that combination (laughs) okay i like it we're We're on board yeah yeah cool (laughs) some people are so candy corn's one of those some people are like oh it's so gross and i'm like try it with peanuts all you do is put peanuts with right it your life will change <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it yeah so
0: beverage then coffee yes any other beverages that you enjoy we're having cocktails right now too the way, she's having a, a coors banquet beer which is delicious so good vodka yeah so
1: so i am all about the full flavor beers um so i'm big into the craft beer scene my yeah. husband and i that's like our favorite thing to in this do area yeah too yeah we're big cyclists, so that's, like, drinking craft beer and riding our bikes is, like, our happy Pure place. Bliss. Yeah, <laughs> and so I love that there's so many craft breweries in central Iowa now, so lots of fun beers to try. But, um, yeah, so my favorite beers are the fall beers, like Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. Um like the pumpkin beers, like dunkles, like the darker beers. Like we're kind of getting into like porter season, you sure. know. So, so yeah, the the fall winter beers are are my favorite. So, are you still biking? No, no. We rode. Um, we did the fall ragbri ride that was I think the first weekend in October, and it was beautiful. It was like you know high sixties, and that's like perfect. Yeah, and so we did that ride. I think it was like thirty seven miles. Um, started in coming, ended in coming. So a big loop. And that was awesome. So, but that, that was a good way to end the season. Yeah, so that was probably our last our last ride of the season. So That's probably yeah. hard for you to end bicycle season if you love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We have um we have an, a hydro, which is an indoor rower. Oh yeah, and it's not the same as as riding, but I really love it. We've had it for about a year, and it kind of gives you that same like. That seemed like high. Does it? I don't know. I really like Interesting. it. So Yeah. So it's been a good, like, you know, especially with two little kids, we don't write as much as what we used to, but it's sure. been a good indoor substitute. So you need one in Iowa. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, gotta love the craft beers. Yeah. Craft beer and coffee. I, you know, I drink water too. I promise. <laughs> <So it's good. laughs>
0: to have a little bit of water. Not on much the side. else besides
1: those three things. <laughs> How about scents or smells you enjoy? So, of course, this is going to take, you know, kind of the same, the same answer, but I love the smell of breweries. Oh, like the hops and yes. like the, what's the other one? The hops and
0: whatever the other component is. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I know what yeast? you're talking about. Yeast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you smell. walk, like...
1: If you think about, like, for those of you that are Central Iowa, like Confluence Brewery, I feel yes. like has a very strong, like, smell yes, when you walk it does. in. And what's crazy is when I was pregnant, I really loved it. Like, I didn't
0: <laughs> drink, but I would love going You're to like, breweries. You just go to
1: a brewery so I can smell yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good smell to me when I was pregnant. So, um, so I remember that, like, just being like, oh, I can't wait to have a beer because it just smells so good. So, so yeah, it's like, I don't love the smell. I do love the smell of beer, but I actually like the smell of the brewery. Th- part. Of, yeah. Of it being made. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and then I love anything earthy, too. So, like, if you think about, like, patchouli, you know, Mm -hmm. what some people are like, oh, my God, gross. But, yeah, (laughs) but I love that smell. Really, like, just, like, today, like, it smells really good outside. You know, just like earthy. Yeah, yeah. So anything. Dirt. Yeah, dirt. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just anything earthy
0: like that I love. I heard there was a term for when rain hits dirt. I can't think of it now, but there is a term that, it's called that, and it's, like, the smell that it releases. Oh. So that is a thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's know. it. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about kind of all of those things, like, just kind of all those earthy scents. Yeah. that out, Just the outdoorsy, outdoorsy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are not a
0: dietitian,
1: what do you think you would be doing? So I have two things, and they're very different. <laughs> but I really have always been intrigued by being a mental health therapist. And I think being a dietitian, like, you get pretty close to that. Um, Anytime you talk about food with someone, it tends to bring up other topics. So uh, everyone kind of has a different type of attachment to food and eating. And so I just feel like it really goes hand in hand. You know, even people that don't have disordered eating or like a, you know, an eating disorder... We all kind of have weird relationships to it, so, um, so I've always been intrigued by the mental health field, and um, so I love medical the medical health field, and I also just love anything. Or, sorry mental health and I also mm-hmm. just love the medical field in general so um, but I go to therapy myself and I just love it and I'm just like oh I want to do what you do and she just <laughs>, laughs at me and she's like you could and I'm like well, we'll yeah I gotta go back to school forever <laughs> yeah, to do that. do that but um, yeah I just love like I think it's just that connection you know and, and feeling like um, we're just such complex beings you know so it's just interesting and then the other thing I've always wanted to be is a postal worker really yeah <laughs> So that's, why is that? Um I love the the I love being outside and so sure. you know in the middle I don't really want to be a postal wor- post, uh, postal worker in Iowa but maybe like Arizona or something yeah, where you do not snow yeah yes. but I just I love the the thought and this is probably like the old school post postal worker where you go up to everybody's house and you say hi and you give like their dog a treat and oh, yeah. you know get to know like their kids and you know away from the street or whatever. So I just have always loved the friendliness and the exercise <laughs> and the weather, the moving
0: and back. I know, back and forth and yeah, that's yeah,
1: a, that's fun. I've never had yeah.
0: anyone tell me that, yeah. <laughs> but I can see you being amazing at oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I always
1: say it's my retirement job, but I'll probably be a dietitian yeah, I until know. I make eighty. So, you might be. yeah. <laughs>
0: Because I but just you could love it. Be, you could still probably be kind of postal worker. You're like, uh, you could be around, like, get the mail at the long term care facilities and deliver it. That's around. right. That's right. I like, could do To
1: see you and how you're eating, and then here's your mail. <laughs> yeah, and it's just all letters from your family, no yeah. bills. Yeah, no <laughs> bills. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just Cute. it's been one of those things that I've always just thought would be fun. So I like maybe it. someday, yeah. You never know. I don't have to go back to school to do that. No, so, yeah. you don't. <laughs> yeah, you do Hopefully not. Hopefully, the USPS is still around. Yeah, you know, I when I retire. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: I hope so. You yeah. Never know though. I know so much has changed.
1: Yeah. So yeah. And what brings you joy in life? So this is going to be funny, but I really love goats. <laughs> <laughs> do you have them? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have always loved going to farms and like being around the baby goats and letting them like jump on you and like bite your clothes. And it just like makes me giggle. And, uh, I went to the alpaca farm with my kids and my husband in Winterset last weekend and they were great. They're so soft, but they're not as nice as goats. They're not. Yeah. They only want it, want you if you have food in your hand and they can kind of get a little bit crabby. And goats don't care if you have food; they just want to like jump and play with you. And so, yeah, I the alpacas did not even come close to my love for goats, even though they're softer. <laughs> but anytime like I know somebody that has goats, I just get super excited. Oh, we can, when can I come visit? And my Aww. kids love them. Like my kids will do go they? and, yeah, run around with them, and they aren't scared of them at all. And I'm like, we're gonna do this forever, guys. So. Oh, I love um, that. So yeah, like anything, I mean, goats are awesome, but anything that I can just be like, anyone or anything that allows me just to be like silly. Giggle and have and, a good time. Yeah, around. and be myself and have no agenda, you know, just kind of like have fun. So I think my sisters, they they allow me to do that. We always say we have no agenda when we get together. We just want to have fun. So And I've already talked about cycling and kind of How my happy place. And yeah, my husband and I's that's always been our thing, so I guess a lot of things bring me joy, but yeah, getting to be silly and carefree and, laugh and, and just that's have right, a good time. that's right. Yeah, Aww. yeah,
0: I love. It. Now I'm going to see goats. I'm going to think about you. <laughs> there's so, so cute, many. Though. There's so many
1: people that do. Like my sister-in-law Gosh. always sends me like goat stuff, and you know, like I have. She got me a little goat plate, but my son broke it recently. Tell her that. <laughs> but like people always buy me like little goat like, Yeah, yeah, and I, I, just I love them. So I feel like goats are trendy right now. They too. are. And I know, so like goat yoga yeah. and like, yeah. Have you done that? No, I you haven't. You need to do I that. I need to, I know. Needs like needs to be on your bucket that's list. That's another thing that people like send me like, hey, did you see this? Like goat yoga. And then I like, it never works out that I go, but I, it is on my bucket list, <laughs> this list for sure. 2022 is
0: your year. <laughs> this <laughs> this is my goat goat year yoga. of the goat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, that's definitely like a pipe dream of mine to actually have goats. You know, we live in town, so it won't happen now, but. I mean, if my husband could hear this, if he was sitting across the table, he'd just be rolling his eyes. Oh God, here we go with the goats. Yeah, he already knows. I know, but that would be that would be amazing. So we'll see. Maybe someday, postal worker with a goat. I
0: can't wait for this. <laughs> Maybe I'll be
1: like a therapist for goats.
0: And, yeah. Yes. We could tie it all in together. Right. Be like a traveling show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, this has been so awesome. So, so much fun. Good thank to you. meet you in person yeah. again. I know that we've crossed paths before, yeah. but yeah. Um thank you for all the insight today. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna tell people listening if they're interested in this area to reach out to you. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll put your contact information in the show notes. And just Thanks for doing this. I think it's so great to hear more about this area of dietetics. Yeah, you're welcome. it been so much fun. It was so great to connect with Stephanie. Actually, Stephanie and I worked for the same company for a short period of time, and we knew each other for a short period of time, but I kind of forgot that she had been part of kind of our, our group of dietitians. So it was so fun to have her in person in my house and just chatting about this awesome kind of thing that she's created that she's been doing really well at I feel like as dietitians long-term care is such an untapped market we do have an aging population that's going to need our care and she really has set the kind of paved the way for that model here in the state of Iowa but I think that that definitely could be replicated in many other states so if you're interested in kind of having a flexible schedule having your own business this might be a different avenue for you. So make sure to reach out to Stephanie. I'm sure she would love to chat with you about what she did, how she's working, and how it's all working out for her. Her email is in the show notes or it's Stephanie at SunsetConsultingRD.com. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.